This week on Indivisible Westchester, the podcast, turning out the youth vote. Polls show that college students support Joe Biden by overwhelming margins and most plan to vote this year. But how to mobilize voters with a pandemic raging is uncharted territory. We talked to Abe Baker Butler of Rybrook about what he's doing to get college students in key states to register and vote. Abe, thanks so much for joining us. Okay, so Abe, how old are you? I'm 18 years old. You're Happy to be 18 years old. You can now vote, and you're taking a gap year this year. Now, I yes. know you were, yes, I know you were very politically engaged in high school, but now you have a new political initiative, which is terrific. So tell me all about Frosh Vote. Sure. So Frosh Vote started out as an idea of mine when I saw that you know, in my high school alone, there were 20 or 30 kids from my grade of 120 who were going to college in swing states that, that would play a pivotal role in the presidential election. So I started out in my school community trying to make sure that these people from my grade who are going to these swing states, who are starting college there this fall, had the information um, they needed and someone motivating them to register where it would matter most. And I figured, you know, why not try and expand this? Why not take it to a national scale? And so I decided to create Frostvote, reached out to a bunch of friends, and slowly we developed a student-led nonpartisan organization of over 50 high school and college ambassadors from over 20 states and 24 colleges and counting around the country. Um, and so we're working to maximize swing state youth voter turnout by informing and energizing our classmates to register, request a mail-in ballot if helpful, and to vote where it matters most on November 3rd or before. So how does that work? How do you get the people plugged in? So it sounds like a lot of relational organizing, right? A hundred percent. Our model is unique. Uh, because unlike other national voter registration initiatives, we're doing relational organizing at scale. And the way our model works is through all of our networks, my friends and I have tried to find one ambassador at as many schools around the country as possible. So our model works like this. We find an ambassador, some politically interested you know, current high school senior or recently graduated high school student who knows people who are these freshmen starting college in swing states this fall right now. And we provide these ambassadors with the resources they need to easily reach out to and energize and inform um, their friends who are starting college in swing states. Um, there are a number of obstacles, as you know, you know, any year to college freshmen registering to vote in a new place, but they're exacerbated by the COVID-19 pandemic. And just to um, you know, list a few, you can't have in-person voter registration tabling, Many campuses aren't allowing students to leave. Um, many campuses have only freshmen, so there's no upperclassmen there to provide information about how to register to vote and how that process works. And so we're kind of trying to fill that void. Um, we have a set of templates and a set follow-up schedule. That we've carefully designed to have all the information in a concise and engaging form that people need to register to vote and to vote. Um, and we you know, have motivation built into our templates. Like for example, for a Halloween template, we say, hey, you know, happy Halloween. It's a, a spooky day, but you know, it'll be even more scary if you don't vote, things like that. Um, and so that's how our model works. So give me an example of some of the places you said 24, I think, 24 different. So where? So give me some examples of where exactly you guys are doing this. Uh, so a few examples that come to the top of mind are Yale, uh, Temple University, University of North Carolina, Columbia, Michigan State, Princeton, and Emory. 
So are there other places that you are hoping to, to branch out into? Do you have any kind of like plan to try and keep, you know, uh, growing the, the, growing the movement, what, and try and get into some of the other colleges? How are you guys working on expanding that? Most definitely. So we've at the current moment reached about a thousand swing state college students already. Uh, but our goal, our ideal goal is to have an ambassador from every, uh, an ambassador who has attended one from every high school around the country. And while we understand that we, you know, probably won't get all the way to that goal, that's what we're aiming for. That's um, because our model is built on high school connections and leveraging those even as people are swing state college freshmen. Um, so we're you know, trying to expand through our network, through the networks of our ambassadors to find as many people as possible to use our templates and get people mobilized. So what's the feedback? I mean, especially considering the difficulties with COVID. I mean, you said that you can't table and do registration, voter registration. I mean, the, 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 the challenges must be, you know, unique and very complex. You know, the challenges are enormous, Shannon. I could not agree more. And so Froshmote, as I said, we're a nonpartisan organization, but, um, you know, through this process, I have just been you know, appalled at the amount of voter suppression that occurs of college students. Uh, in most states, online registration does exist, but you can only use it, for instance, if you have an in-state ID, which nearly, like, barely any out-of-state college students have. Yet they are, those students are fully eligible to vote, and they're forced to use an antiquated snail mail registration system. So what does that look like? They need stamps. They need to know where the post office is. They need to have somewhere to print the form. Uh, and so you know, there are so many obstacles, and we're trying to help people navigate those. Wow. Um, so tell me, what are some of the issues? Uh, do issues come up at all that students are, are telling you they are concerned about? I mean, I know this is nonpartisan and you're doing a voter registration, so really it's more civic than it is political. But I mean, what, what do kids care about? Oh, 100%. So we, you know, even in our nonpartisanship, we are focusing very much on the issues. Um, actually, for National Voter Registration Day this past week, we launched a campaign called Hashtag Why We Vote on our social media, which can be found at FroshVote or through FroshVote.org. And what we're doing is every week, we're featuring a different issue with why it's important to students and why you should vote. This past week's was educational equity. Um, next week is going to be gun safety. And we're gonna focus on other issues, including climate change, LGBTQ rights, um, immigration reform, and more. So it's really just trying to connect with college students too, to make them understand why it is so critically important to vote. A hundred percent, because we really have, it, it's been um, amazing, Shannon, the diversity of, you know, levels of political involvement that we've encountered, um, you know, because there are some people who need this motivation of seeing, you know, what issues are connected to the election in November, and others who just really want to get out and vote, but don't have the know-how about their state's, you know, um, arcane election bureaucracy to be able to do, able to do so. Um, and, and one thing I might add is that I have been you know, really shocked by the number of misconceptions we found around voting. On some college campuses, um, you know, misinformation is spreading that you need to send in a picture of your dorm room to the Board of Elections to be able to register to vote. Um, some people have thought that they had to live on campus for six months before being able to register to vote. Many people did not know that they could request an absentee or mail-in ballot to their dorm rooms. And a lot of people um, just, you know, saw all these complexities and thought, you know, I've got too much going on right now. I don't have time to navigate this. So it's, it's really 
been meaningful to combat those misconceptions and in my mind has highlighted how important this work is. Yes, I think voting can be very um, intimidating and confusing for people. I mean, even here with the changes in the law, you know, in New York and, and the, the process of applying for an absentee ballot and whatnot, but it's interesting that you bring up the misinformation. That's something that we as Indivisible Westchester have tried to do a lot of education and hold a lot of workshops about. And it's surprising, I guess, well, maybe it's not so surprising to hear that this is something that you're having to actually overcome on college campuses. A hundred percent. And it's, um, it's surprising, but I guess in some ways it's not surprising given that in our nation, every single state has a different elections procedure, a different elections bureaucracy. Um, and that there are many places where, um, you know, misinformation is intentionally spread, um, to suppress the youth vote. Um, what, one thing I would say is, you know, through, as we were starting up this effort, we did some research to see, you know, what is the actual potential impact we can make? Um, and our research has demonstrated that in most swing states, the number of college freshmen is significantly greater than Trump's 2016 margin of victory. So there's potential for real impact here. There's potential for college freshmen alone, not even college students, but college freshmen to swing this election. Um, and yet, you know, that hasn't happened in the past because turnout has been abysmally low because of all the obstacles we just discussed. Right. Um, so we're aiming to maximize youth turnout, 100% is our goal. And we're going to work as hard as we can through election day to get there. That's why you're putting your gap year to great use. What would advice would you give to parents here back at home to try and, you know, uh, educate their kids uh, about, about, you know, voting, I guess, um, if there are a way, you know, for two ways. So if, if I have kids and they're in a, in a swing state or a state that's really important what do i need to let them know that's the first question the sex the second question is what do i need to know to help them to vote if they are registered here 100 percent. so uh the first thing i would say is please 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 visit froshvote.org that has all the information if you want to get involved if you want resources about what you should be doing how you can get people registered to vote we have it all there um, we've compiled everything from id requirements to polling place locators on our website so I highly recommend checking that out if you are a parent. And so the first thing I would say is, you know, t just text your college student, text your child and see if they're registered and if they have a plan to vote. Um, if they don't, you can direct them to our resources tab on our website where they'll get the information they need to be able to do that. Um, and if you are a parent, I'd also recommend you know, spreading our resources, spreading our website around to your network of parents so that other parents who may have children who are attending school in swing states can send those resources to their children as well. Um, because this relational organizing, of course, it's very beneficial from peer to peer, but it also works from grandparent to grandchild, a parent to child. Um, and it's all about having that personal connection um, motivating you to get registered to vote. Nothing beats that personal connection, right? So that is how parents can help. They can help spread the word within their network. It goes far. And this is a good excuse to be on your kids about what they're going to do. <laughs> and if they're on the ball this year, anything else you want to add, Abe? Uh, well, so Shannon, I'm actually, I'm realizing I didn't answer uh, your second question. Oh, about, about kids here. Yes. Yes. Um, so our goal at Frostboat is not only maximizing turnout, but maximizing impact. So if people are eligible to vote in a swing state, so you're eligible to vote in a swing state if you're attending college there, or if you are originally from there. Um, so in addition to maximizing turnout, we want students to vote where it matters most. 
So if a student say is attending college in Pennsylvania and has a registration in New York, um, we will guide them through re-registering in Pennsylvania. Uh, and so I'd recommend that parents, you know, think about that as well as they're um, corresponding with their kids about where to register and where to vote. Um, and you know, if parents or students have any questions, we are always available through the chat feature on our website or at info at frostvote.org. Are you getting any sleep, Abe? Or are you just doing this 24-7? <laughs> I don't well, think- I am getting some sleep. Could get more, um, but it's, it's gonna be don't a- sleep. Don't sleep, we need you to be doing this. <laughs> it's gonna be a, an intense drive to election day. We're gonna make it happen. And one thing I, I alluded to, but didn't explicitly say is, we're not only registering voters, um, we're also guiding them through the mail-in ballot process, we're guiding them through making a voting plan, we're guiding them through actually voting on election day um, with detailed and frequent follow-up. So we really you know, take a holistic approach on this. That's great because again, registering to vote is just the first step. And because the process is different this year than it has been in past, actually voting itself is going to be different and challenging. So it's great that you are that you are walking people through the process. That's just terrific. Well, we will have links to your website, Frosh Vote, um, on our on our own website, and links to this podcast as we as we promote it. And so, best of luck, Abe. I'm so excited to see that you're doing this and making a difference, as you have been for many of your young years. And I thank you for everything. Thank you so much, Shannon. All right, I really appreciate you reaching out and featuring us. All right, so we'll touch base after the election and, and do a deep dive of, of the difference that you made because I'm sure it'll be a big one. Thanks, Abe. Thanks, Shannon. Take care. Okay. Thanks for listening to Indivisible Westchester, the podcast, member of the Demcast Network. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on our website at indivisiblewestchester.org. Take care and keep on resisting.